millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. 
future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. All right. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Nick Cedar here, and today is the big day. Judgment Day for the Biden Crime Family Syndicate. The House Oversight uh, Chairman James Comer and Chuck Grassley, we're going to be having a big press conference today at 9 a.m., so in about 10 minutes. And I figured I'd fire this up early uh, just to make sure everybody gets the notification because I set this up at the last minute. Um, also, because we've got a lot of news that I've yet to cover. You know, I, I, you guys know that my, my entire life is in disarray right now with my brother staying with me. So I wasn't able to do a show yesterday. We went to the aquarium, right? We had a good family day. But there's like so much news popping off. You know, you got Title 42 ending today. So there's an insurgency that's going to be happening at the border. Uh, Trump was found liable for sexual battery and defamation yesterday against E. Jean Carroll, this deranged psychopath, this batshit crazy lady that we know is is completely uh, insane, right? This is the chick that went on Anderson Cooper and referred to rape as sexy and then proceeded to hit on Anderson Cooper <laughs> and say that he was so interesting to talk to, like she was flirting with him, a gay man who's also uh, a CIA operative. <laughs> you know, she's just out of her mind, but yet a Manhattan jury found Trump liable and he's now being forced to pay $5 million to this chick. Absolutely ridiculous and a continuation of blatant election interference um, and, a dis- and, and a blatant distraction from both the House Oversight Committee's press conference and the insurgency at the border. That's all that this is. It's a big distraction. It's a way to try to inflict damage on Trump in the run-up to the election, just like the Stormy Daniels case, just like the Georgia grand jury, just like uh, Jack Smith and the Mar-a-Lago investigation and the Jan 6 investigation. It's a continuation of what we've been seeing all the way back to 2015, and everybody knows it. And even the media seems to be acknowledging that this is backfiring, that Trump only continues to get more popular and more powerful and is clearly still going to be the Republican frontrunner, no matter how hard they try. Right. And uh, so we're going to we're going to pull up the live stream. Um, Fox is going to be going live in about seven minutes. Right. And I figured I would I would live stream this House Oversight press conference as a way of, of making it easier for you guys to continue to boycott Fox. Right. Because if I'm live streaming it, that means only one of us has to has to give viewership to Fox and, you know, hundreds of you can tune in here and that way you don't have to turn on Fox. Right. So I'm providing a service to you guys. I'm sure there's plenty of other channels doing the same. And I appreciate you all for choosing the Nick Moe Cedar channel when you have so many options. So be sure to click that like button. We've already got 72 people here, which is amazing. Um, But we need to get those likes up. Now, so we'll talk about this, what what, what we're going to expect, what we're expecting to see today real quick. So we know that the press conference today is going to be based on the 150 or so suspicious activity reports uh, from the banks that the Biden crime family syndicate was using to launder money 
um, basically uh, suspicious activity reports. It means that the bank flagged the activity of the Biden crime family's bank records like 150 times. And what what the House Oversight Committee chairman James Comer is prepared to reveal is that not only was not only did Joe Biden have personal knowledge of his son's business dealings, contrary to what we've been told uh, from the legacy media and Joe Biden himself, but also that Joe Biden was directly involved in his son's uh, business activity. We know that there's this FBI memo. We had a whistleblower. I believe it was the whistleblower from the IRS, this highly credentialed in the know person that went to the House Oversight Committee and said that they have information about a memorandum that's in the possession of the FBI, which shows that the FBI, the DOJ, actually opened an investigation into Joe Biden when he was the vice president because there was a policy decision that Joe Biden made, which directly correlates to uh, some sort of transaction from a foreign agent. Right. So Joe Biden uh, took a bribe from a foreign agent and made a policy decision that was beneficial to this foreign country. And the DOJ opened an investigation into this matter. And so they have a document in their possession, which the House Oversight Committee wants to get their hands on, because that's what ties this all together. That's what proves that Joe Biden himself was directly involved in this crime syndicate. And so the the House Oversight Committee issued a subpoena to Christopher Wray and the FBI, and they gave them a deadline until today to comply with that subpoena. Now, we don't know whether or not they actually did. We don't know. I mean, I've been searching the Internet to find out whether or not the, the DOJ actually complied with that subpoena and whether or not Chuck Grassley and, and James Comer have that in their possession, right? Um, but if they do then this is going to blow the lid off this whole thing. This is going to force a shift in the narrative. Now, I see in the comments already people saying the DOJ is not going to do shit. Merrick Garland, they, of course they're not. They're not going to do anything. Merrick Garland is appointed by the very family that the House Oversight Committee is investigating and exposing. Right, So they can send referrals to the DOJ, but the DOJ is not going to do anything, and we know that because, well... The DOJ has been handling the investigation into Hunter Biden's uh, taxes and gun crimes in a partisan manner. They've been running out the clock. They've been prolonging it. And they've been minimizing and completely uh, avoiding the, the, the massive crime syndicate of the Biden family. Right. We also know that they've had the Hunter Biden laptop in their possession since 2019 and colluded with other intelligence agencies to bury it and label it Russian disinformation. The FBI was all over Twitter, uh, you know, colluding with big tech companies to suppress that story and try to make that laptop go away, which had all of the crimes documented on it. So don't fool yourself into thinking that this investigation is going to uh, result in the DOJ criminally prosecuting um, Hunter Biden, let alone Joe Biden, it's not going to happen. But what this could do is force a change in the narrative. You know, believe it or not, 
the mainstream media, even though they will continue to perpetuate lies over and over and over, whether it be COVID, whether it be Russia, Russia, Russia. But when it becomes abundantly clear that they can no longer continue to tell those lies because the truth has has bubbled to the surface to the point that, you know, everybody knows then they, they can't continue to tell those lies, right? They have to kind of shift a little bit, like we've seen with the vaccines, like we've seen with Russia, Russia, Russia. Many of the legacy media outlets have been forced to admit that the Russia collusion thing was a hoax, that the vaccines are no longer safe, or they never were safe nor effective, right? So this uh, press conference, could it, it, it's going to be viewed by millions of people and it could force them to acknowledge the fact that Joe Biden is intimately involved in his son's money laundering scheme, in his son's bribery scheme, and that Joe Biden has been making policy decisions that directly correlate to Hunter Biden's business dealings. It could force a shift in the narrative. Now, that's what I'm hoping for, okay? And I'm not going to hope for much more than that. And I believe that today is going to be uh, a, a pretty big day based on what we've already, you know, b- been teased with by James Comer. So I'm, I'm actually very excited about this. So it should be starting any moment now. I've got the uh, we're still waiting for Fox to uh, to go live, but we got the tab pulled up. We're ready to go. Be sure again to smash that like button and. uh Real quick, check out NickLovesGold.com, baby, because the Federal Reserve just hiked interest rates again for the 10th time. Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Fed, even admits that inflation isn't coming down despite massively raising interest rates. We're already in massive amounts of debt, $31 trillion of debt, and Congress doesn't plan on stopping all this reckless spending. The economy's on the verge of collapse, and we're seeing banks fail left and right. So it's safe to say that the economy is headed for some dark times ahead. If you have $50,000 or more saved for retirement, now's the time to protect your savings while you still can. Visit NickLovesGold.com and get your free IRS loophole kit to see how you can protect your retirement savings with gold and silver. Don't wait until it's too late. Visit NickLovesGold.com. That's NickLovesGold.com. All right, so still waiting. It's 9 o'clock, baby. You know, we're early. They're late. And that's another reason to boycott Fox News and tune in to your favorite uh, citizen journalists, your independent journalists. Speaking of independent journalists, by the way, Tucker Carlson announced that he's he's back and he's going to be moving his show to Twitter. He put out another video yesterday uh, criticizing the mainstream media for stifling meaning, meaningful discussion, manipulating the facts, and announced that he's going to be moving his show to Twitter. This is very, very uh, interesting, right? Because not only is Tucker going to be able to continue to expose the deep state, but now he's no longer going to have the shackles of Fox uh, Fox News, which constantly has worked to keep him away from certain subjects like the war in Ukraine, like Donald Trump, like the vaccines. Now the shackles are coming off. And so while I mean, Tucker has been an incredible voice for the American people covering all, all the subjects that the rest of the legacy media won't touch. And now he's going to be doing that on a scale that we haven't seen before. Because even though he got away with a lot, there was still always, you know, that 
uh, booed over his neck. Rupert Murdoch, Paul Ryan, you know, they were always stifling Tucker from really, really going for the jugular. And now that's not the case anymore. He's going to be completely independent with nobody to answer to. And it also means he's going to be in a unique position to really amplify Trump's 2024 campaign as well as well as RFK Jr. While Fox is hemorrhaging viewership, uh, they plan to run the the Ron DeSantis campaign 24-7. Talk about Ron DeSantis, right? And bash Trump. And uh, Tucker's going to be able to give a, a, a massive megaphone to Trump. You know, because look at the views that he's already gotten on Twitter. These couple videos that he's put out. I mean, the the last video has already surpassed like 25 million views, which is incredible. On on Fox, he was getting like 3.5 million views per night. This, I mean, he has the potential to get five times as many views by going independent on Twitter, right? And uh, you know, this is this is monumental. However, it is it's it's very interesting that he's making this decision to go independent and go on Twitter because we've talked about the fact that Tucker Carlson appears to be still under contract with Fox. Um, and this contract contained a non-compete clause, which would prevent Tucker from joining any other networks, right? However, however, and, and it does appear that that is the case, but it appears that Tucker is now going on the offensive and he's got a team of lawyers that have sent a letter to Rupert Murdoch, Irina Briganti, and some other Fox executive, accusing them of breaching their end of the contract, which would allow Tucker to uh, get out from underneath of this non-compete clause. So the lawyers um, for Tucker Carlson are accusing Fox executives, and I have an article here from Axios, actually, which says, they sent him, they sent uh, Irina Briganti and Viet Dean a letter which said Fox employees including Rupert Murdoch himself broke promises to Carlson intentionally and with reckless disregard for the truth. The lawyers accused Fox executives which two sources say are Dean and Murdoch of making material mis- uh, material representations or promises to Carlson that were intentionally broken constituting fraud. Notably, the letter alleges Fox broke an agreement with Carlson not to leak his private communications to the media and not to use Carlson's private messages to take any adverse employment action against him. So check it out. I, we, we talked about this on the show uh, on Monday, how Fox is now accusing Dominion, right, of following the settlement, the $787 million settlement, accusing them of leaking discovery items, including Tucker Carlson's text messages to Media Matters. You've seen all these leaks from Media Matters with these videos and these text messages. Well, Fox is accusing Dominion of being the source of all that. However, Tucker Carlson knows better. He knows that it's not Dominion. It's actually Fox News and Irina Briganti. Irina Briganti, she has an opposition file on Tucker including HR complaints of sexual harassment and uh, bullying from people like Abby Grossberg, this chick that filed a lawsuit uh, that was a producer on Tucker's show. She has the text messages of, of Tucker disparaging the company, 
saying, you know, Fox sucks and Irina Briganti is a C word <laughs> and all this stuff. And she threatened to release this stuff if Tucker goes on the offensive. And shortly after we saw that story, all these leaks started coming out. And you have people like Megyn Kelly attesting to the fact that Irina Briganti is notorious for doing this. This is exactly what she does. This is how Fox operates. They keep a dirt file on everybody, and that's how they keep people in line. So they know that the leaks are coming from her. They know that the leaks are coming from inside Fox. And so while Fox is trying to accuse Dominion of being the source, that's just a distraction. That's for optics purposes to try to deflect from their own culpability because they know if Tucker can prove that they're the ones leaking this stuff, then it actually violates the terms of the contract on their end and would allow Tucker to release himself from the shackles of Fox News, who wants to bench him for the duration of his contract until about 2025, you know, until after the election. Conveniently, Tucker's contract with Fox is supposed to be in effect until just before the 2024 election, right? So this is a very interesting turn of events. Um, the fact that Tucker, I mean, as as it stands, Tucker is still supposedly bound by the, the terms of this contract. And the fact that he put out a video on Twitter announcing that he's going to be moving his show just tells me that Tucker and his attorneys are so incredibly confident in their ability to fight this and get out from underneath of, of Fox that they're they're willing to start um they're willing to announce already that Tucker's going to be going independent. Now, I'm I'm looking at this um I'm looking at this tab right for uh this press conference and it's supposed to have been going live at 9 a.m. but it still hasn't started yet. It appears that it has not started yet. Jonathan C. Tay, $19 Rumble Rant. <laughs> Just the link to Nick Loves Gold. I got to love Jonathan C. Tay, man. Thank you for supporting our sponsor uh, and, and thus supporting the show. Paying money to promote <laughs> my sponsor to this show, man. Man, Jonathan C. Tay is like the most generous man I've ever met in my life. And uh, he texted me this morning and he sent me a podcast uh, from Ivory Hecker who was going over this law that's being passed in Florida, which Governor Ron DeSantis has yet to sign, which is supposed to be the, the election bill, which would allow Governor Ron DeSantis to run for president without stepping down as governor. But apparently packed inside of this bill um, are some measures which actually weaken the security of elections. And I, I saw Chris Paul. Uh, you, you guys probably know Chris Paul. He's regularly featured on Badlands Media. He talked about how this bill is a Trojan horse. Inside of this bill, there's actually provisions which uh, remove transparency and allow allow them to get rid of certain data from the Dominion machines, which is imperative to exposing the fraud in the Dominion machine. So they've tucked this away secretly inside this bill. Okay, the press conference is live. And I'm going to step out. All right, it is judgment day. It is time to expose the Biden crime family syndicate. 
last Congress. I want to be clear. Turn the volume up for this you. This committee is investigating President Biden and his family's shady business deals that capitalize on Joe Biden's public office and risked our country's national security. This committee has a duty to ask questions and pursue the facts no matter where they take us. Through the committee's investigation, we intend to provide transparency to the American people and reach legislative solutions. In only four months since obtaining subpoena authority, we have made astonishing progress. Today, we'll talk about that progress. First, we want to discuss information the committee has learned since our last press conference in November. New information investigators have uncovered regarding the transfer of money from foreign entities to the Biden family. Many of the wire payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president and leading the United States efforts in these countries. First instance, while Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with the Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. And 16 of the 17 payments to their associates account that funneled the Bidens money occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. In fact, the money stops flowing from the Romanian national soon after Joe Biden leaves the vice presidency. This is a pattern of influence peddling. This appears separate from any payment Hunter received from his work connecting this individual to a U.S. law firm. We'll also provide further information regarding the Biden's relationship with China. This includes two individuals the committee is particularly concerned about. One of them, Yi Jinping, had close ties to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party and operated a multi-billion dollar energy company with access to large sums of money. We'll discuss how the Bidens received millions of dollars from this individual through the use of shell companies and wire transfers. In March, the committee released its first bank records memorandum that showed a Biden associate, Rob Walker, used his company to funnel money from the Chinese to various Biden family members. Democrats dismissed the evidence, even though it was based on bank records directly from the bank. The Democrats on the Oversight Committee received the same records as the Republicans, and they were able to verify the information. Democrats said all the bank records showed were Papa John's and Starbucks receipts. They deliberately chose to misconstrue and deny what was clearly in front of them. Hunter Biden's representatives claimed the money was, quote, good faith seed funds, but could not explain why those funds had to go through an intermediary in what appears to be an attempt to hide the transfers from the Chinese. They also couldn't explain why the Bidens received over $1 million in 16 different wire transfers over a period of three months to at least five different banks. The president, when confronted with this information, said it wasn't true. Instead of being with, 
honest with the American people. President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. The Bidens have received millions of dollars from China. It is inconceivable that the president did not know it. The White House refuses to correct the president's statements, showing the president is now using the federal government to run interference for his families and his own role in these schemes. Now I want to say a few remarks about the developments last week. A week ago, I sent a subpoena to the FBI for a form that a whistleblower has alleged is in the FBI's possession. We hope the FBI will be transparent and forthcoming and provide the Oversight Committee with the 1023 form we have subpoenaed. If they do, the committee will assess the form it has subpoenaed from the FBI and has been my practice. We will report to you only facts when they are verified and indisputable. This committee will not pursue witch hunts or string the American people along for years with false promises of evidence that is beyond circumstantial evidence as Representative Adam Schiff and the Democrats did for years. I trust the whistleblower. A subpoena from this committee is a powerful tool that I do not take lightly. The level of detail provided to Senator Grassley led me to conclude a subpoena was warranted, and I stand by that assessment. I will say this. When Senator Grassley approached me with the information the whistleblower provided, it was because of the information we've learned through this committee's own investigation that indicated to me the whistleblower's allegations are consistent with our independent findings. Those findings are what I called you here today to discuss. The committee has reviewed thousands of bank records from individuals and companies affiliated with the Bidens and their associates. It has received these bank records pursuant to four subpoenas I've issued to different banks. These were targeted and specific subpoenas, and each was different based on the information we believed the banks possessed. Every one of those subpoenas returned valuable information that had been unreported and that contributed to this committee's understanding of how the Bidens conducted their businesses. The committee is concerned by the complicated suspicious network of over 20 companies we have identified the Bidens and their associates used to enrich themselves. Most of these companies were limited liability companies formed during Joe Biden's vice presidency. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses operate. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. This is not normal. Hunter Biden and his associates courted business in countries that correlated directly with Joe Biden's work as vice president. This is also not normal. It is not ethical. And this is why we need legislative solutions. Our purpose here is to provide legislative solutions to prevent this unethical behavior from ever happening again. This investigation is about investigating allegations of corruption and fraud at the highest levels 
of the federal government. This should be a bipartisan issue. This committee is considering legislation that would ensure these sorts of business practices do not continue for Democrats or Republicans. Specifically, the committee is crafting legislative solutions aimed at deficiencies it has identified in ethics laws and disclosure laws for immediate family members of Vice President and the President. These deficiencies potentially place American national security and American interest at risk. Additionally, the committee is considering legislation that would strengthen reporting requirements related to certain foreign transactions involving senior elected officials' family members. Finally, the committee is evaluating the Bank Secrecy Act and anti-money laundering laws to determine whether financial institutions have the available tools and support from federal agencies to thwart illegal money laundering and foreign corruption activity. As I said, I'm very pleased with the progress the committee is making in this investigation. However, due to the information we're releasing today and further developments the committee is aware of, the investigation will enter a new phase now that is armed with information obtained in the bank records. I will soon issue a new round of subpoenas to banks for specific targeted information. I will also provide one more opportunity for certain Biden associates, including his art gallerist and Rob Walker, to cooperate willingly with this investigation. Finally, I'm publicly releasing the second bank's bank accounts memorandum to the American people so they can see for themselves the activities the Biden family is engaged in, despite the president's statement to the contrary. I want to thank the people and financial institutions that have cooperated with this investigation so far. I also want to encourage more people to come forward and let them know that their information will be kept private and confidential. To my Democrat colleagues, I want to say that this investigation will continue to move forward. Do you want to continue covering up the Biden's influence peddling schemes when the evidence is being placed right in front of you? With or without Democrat support, we will continue working to deliver the answers, transparency, and accountability that the American people deserve. I now turn to Andy Biggs, who will provide some information. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman Comer. Uh, we appreciate your leadership on this very, very significant issue to the direction of this country. And we appreciate your leadership and appreciate my colleagues who are here today um, and also the, the great staff that has done such incredible work um, on behalf of this committee in, in reviewing these records and, and helping us to obtain them. Thank you. And thank you to uh, uh, those of you who are here uh, from the media today. So when we talk about the Biden family and associates, I think it's important for the American people to understand what mean what we mean uh, when we're talking about these associates. What, what, what are we really getting at? First, they, they use them as vehicles to move money directly into Biden family accounts. Why is that? It's because they were looking to obfuscate and hide where the money was coming from. For example, the Bidens used their associate Rob Walker to bring in millions of dollars from China and Romania. Walker's limited liability company, Robinson Walker LLC, paid Hunter, James, Halley, and others in the Biden network more than $2 million after foreign money hit his account. One-third to the Bidens. That was the pattern. For example, on March 1st, 2017, only two months after Joe Biden left office, Robinson Walker received a $3 million wire 
from State Energy HK Limited, a Chinese entity. The next day, one-third of that money, $1,065,000, went to the bank account in Abu Dhabi of the company EEIG, which was controlled by James Gilead, another Biden associate. Over the next three months, Robinson Walker LLC sent 16 incremental payments of to more than uh, to, to over five different Biden accounts totaling $1,065,692. This included payments to James Biden, who received five wires and over $50,000, who did no discernible work to earn that money. A third to Gilliar, a third to the Bidens. What was State Energy HK Limited? That is a second class of Biden associates, the people from whom the Bidens conducted business. State Energy HK Limited was a company controlled by Yi Jiaming. Yi was a Chinese billionaire who was a, who was reportedly the former Deputy Secretary General, excuse me, Deputy Secretary Council for an international outreach arm for the People's Liberation Army. It's called the China Association for International Friendly Contact. According to a U.S. agency, that organization is a platform for deploying undercover intelligence gatherers. Chairman Yi started an energy company called CEFC, China. Yi explained in a speech to the committee uh, that the committee has obtained and translated into English that CEFC China's vision is very simple. It is to obtain overseas resources and serve the national strategy. Not U.S. national strategy, Chinese national strategy. And Chinese national strategy is Chinese Communist Party's strategy. Yi was close to Chinese President Xi Jinping and welcomed at least one foreign president to Beijing with Xi. With Xi. The DOJ has referenced Yi and CEFC in a scheme bribing African leaders. The other Chinese national I want, I'll mention now is Gong Wendong, who did work for Yi in America. When Yi needed to do business in America, he often looked to Gong Wendong. The amount of money Yi was sending to Gong Wendong was staggering. From June through August of 2017 alone, Yi transferred to Gong Wendong in America more than $130 million. Yi met with Hunter Biden in February 2017 and gave him a diamond reportedly worth tens of thousands of dollars as a gift. In August of 2017, Yi, through Gong Wendong, opened up a business with Hunter and James Biden called Hudson West 3, based here in Washington, D.C. And Hunter wanted to get Joe Biden's keys to the office, and they could all share office space together, according to an email verified by the Washington Post. But things didn't go as planned because the Chinese detained Yi in March of 2018 for fraud. In an email to Gong Wendong and another associate, Hunter tried to explain away the last year of doing business together. This is an email that has also been verified by the Washington Post. Hunter wrote, and I quote, I am not in a joint venture with CEFC. I'm not partners with CEFC, and I'm not employed nor funded by CEFC, close quote. But Hunter was funded by CEFC, as Ms. Mace will explain. I'm extremely concerned about the president's connections to these individuals he was supposedly meant to share office space with and is denied knowing anything about these transactions and these business dealings and also is denied receiving any money 
for himself or his family from Chinese connections. That has been proven to be a lie. And I'll yield back, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Next one, Ms. Mace. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, Chairman Comer, for your leadership. In less than 100 days of subpoena power, this has been one of the most in-depth in investigations the House Oversight Committee has ever had in recent history. And I would hope that the media here today would put as much attention and interest and focus on this as they have a former president. For years, the left has said, no one is above the law. Well, put your money where your mouth is and prove that because the American people do not trust the federal government. They don't trust Congress. They don't even trust current presidents because of the kind of possible and alleged corruption that we see at every level of government and no one is ever held to account. I try to call the balls and strikes regardless of whether or not you have an R or a D by your name. I've been accused, all of us have been, over this particular issue that we're conspiracy theorists. We're not. What we're proving to you today is showing you actual bank records, actual evidence of shell companies and businesses or more businesses and more Bidens involved that we knew of. You have to issue more subpoenas because every time we turn over Iraq, there's more information. There's more possible corruption. There's more possible allegations that need to be investigated. This is what we know today. Money flowed from the Chinese Communist Party aligned with uh, with individuals into American shell companies. And then that money was wired and transferred to Biden family members. This could be the most corrupt scheme in American politics where a sitting vice president, where we saw members of his family, nine members so far, there may be more, that were enriched from countries all over the world. And we're providing more information about Romania today. We know about China. We know that the president denied this during an election in 2020, continues to deny it to this day. And we want uh, everyone held accountable if they have they have violated their oath of office. Um, we shouldn't have folks that are in office that are betraying their oath of office. We shouldn't have people in office that are betraying their country. If they're paying loads of cash to their family members from adversaries of ours around the world, it's wrong, whether you have a Republican or a Democrat by your name. And uh, we saw evidence of intentionally taking steps to hide the sources of money coming directly from China through a series of financial gymnastics. Joe Biden's political career uh, was winding down at the time, and this was one of the Biden family's last chances to cash in on the name. We have evidence of Chairman Yi Jingming, who is believed to be affiliated with Chinese Communist Party intelligence organizations and has even been accused of gathering intel for communist China. Yi started CEFC in China. His agent in America, Gong Wendong, which, uh, which uh, Andy Biggs mentioned earlier, formed CEFC Infrastructure Investment U.S. on May 11, 2017. On May 18, 2017, Dong used one of his Chinese companies, Shang Huaxin, to fund CEFC infrastructure in an attempt to hide the source of the money. And you see this pattern repeated over and over and over again. On June 30th, 2017, Shanghai Huaxin sent $10 million from China to CEFC infrastructure. Then on August 4th, 2017, CEFC infrastructure wired 100000 directly to Hunter Biden's own corporation, Owasco PC. Hunter's Owasco also received a half a million from another entity affiliated with Yi, State Energy HK Limited. State Energy HK appears to be part of Yi's personal slush fund to potentially commit bribery and launder money. The Chinese Communist Party-affiliated entities may have bought influence with the Bidens that they couldn't get otherwise, and obviously for good reason. These alleged layering schemes are repetitive. They knew what they were doing. 
They knew how to do it, and they did it multiple times all over the world. If it looks complicated and sounds complicated, it was intentionally made to be complicated so you could not follow the money. What we're trying to do today is show you how to follow the money. The Committee of Oversight, we need to pursue the Chinese relationship with the Serbian politician Vuk Jaramik, who first attempted to introduce Yi to the Bidens in 2015. From August 2015 to June of 2016, State Energy HK paid Jaramik's company $3 million. When Jaramik ran for UN Security General, who did he turn to? It appears he turned to Hunter Biden. On June 16, 2016, Jeremick wrote to Hunter asking if he could meet with the vice president's national security advisor, Colin Call, related to the elections for U.N. Security General. The meeting appears to have happened because on July 2nd, 2016, Jeremick informed Hunter that my meeting, quote, with Colin did not last very long, but it, it didn't go too bad, I think. What is suboptimal is that the office of the vice president seems to be outside the decision-making loop on the U.N. Security General elections issue. These people didn't come to Hunter Biden because he understood world politics or that he was experienced in it or that he understood Chinese businesses. They wanted him for the access his last name gave them. Access to the Chinese Communist Party they couldn't otherwise get. In March of 2017, the same Chinese company that sent $3 million to Vuk Jeremik sent $3 million to one of Biden's associates, who siphoned off 30%, as Amy Biggs mentioned, we see that repeated over and over again, siphoned off 30% or a million dollars to Hunter Biden, James Biden, Hallie Biden, why they, why she would need that, and an unknown Biden bank account. The committee has written to Vuk Jeremik and Rob Walker, but they have both refused to cooperate with the Oversight Committee. The Biden family needs to answer for this, and the DOG, DOJ needs to get off its ass and investigate. We've done the work for them so they can't screw it up now. If these allegations, any of these allegations are proven true, then someone with the last name Biden needs to be charged, prosecuted, maybe spend a little time in prison to take to account and responsible for the actions they've taken today. Also, as mentioned by the chairman, I want to thank you. The legislative priorities we have of our committee, this is not a witch hunt. This is not a conspiracy theory. If there are anti-corruption laws that need to be made stronger, we will also do that. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks for that. Representative Armstrong. <clears throat> well, thank you, Chairman Comer, and thanks for everybody for all the hard work. One of the common responses we hear about this investigation is that it all happened after Joe Biden left office. But that is not true. I'm going to detail a specific, specific set of payments made to members of the Biden family from Gabriel Popovich during Joe Biden's time as vice president. The committee has obtained the bank records for one of the companies of a close Biden associate, Rob Walker. Walker used his company, Robinson Walker LLC, to receive money from foreign companies. He then sent the money to various Bidens, including Hunter Biden, James Biden, Hallie Biden, and another Biden account. Walker's LLC received 17 payments from Bladen Enterprises Limited. The first payment was made in November of 2015, and the last payment happened in May of 2017. 16 of the 17 payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. Bladen Enterprises is an aff- affiliated with Rom- Romanian businessman Gabriel Popovich. Popovich is a Romanian businessman who, at the time of these payments, was subject of a high-profile co- corruption investigation. In fact, he was convicted of one sub- such obstruction charge in 2016. Popovich's company paid Walker LLC just over $3 million dollars. And like clockwork, Walker dispersed approximately $1 million of that money to the Bidens. If that sounds familiar, it should. 
It's essentially the same structure Walker and the Biden family had with the Chinese money, a one-third cut. So what were the vice president's duties related to Romania at this time? Well, in May of 2014, Vice President Biden visited Romania and delivered a speech about corruption, saying it can represent a clear and present danger not only to a nation's economy, but to its very national security. And in September of 2015, Vice President Biden welcomed the Romanian president to the White House, and they spoke about anti-corruption policies. Five weeks later, the White House me- after the White House meeting, Rog Walker's company's bank accounts began receiving payments from Popovich's company. Walker then sent a portion of each installment payment to Hunter Biden's business, Owasco, and another company, EEIG, which was owned by close Hunter Biden associate James Gilliard. Another Biden bank account that Hunter claims is his, and one, and in one case, $10,000 to Haley Biden. Let's be clear. The $3 million sent to Rob Walker and dispersed to the Biden family appears completely separate and distinct from legal work performed by the law firm associated with Hunter Biden. This is simply not how legal fees are paid. I spent 10 years collecting legal fees. Nobody would pay or receive payments this way. It makes absolutely no sense. And again, the structure is the same as the Chinese payments. If it's for legal fees, why are the deals the same? In fact, it's very hard to come up with any legitimate business reason to conduct transactions with this type, in this type of complex way. Why would separate payments go to Hunter Biden's business and to himself individually? Why would Walker transfer money from his business account to his personal account before distributing the money? Why are other Biden family receiving any of these payments? We need to understand more about this $3 million deal. But it's clear that the pattern shows two separate foreign countries paid millions of dollars through Walker, of which the Biden family received a one-third cut. These payments, their timing, the complexity of the money transfer for transactions all warrant further investigation into a possible influencing peddling scheme. This is simply not how legitimate business is conducted. And the fact that Vice President Joe Biden was lecturing the Romanian people about corruption while his family was being paid over a million dollars from a Romanian businessman who was being prosecuted for corruption would be laughable if it wasn't so troubling. Long time ago, I had a client got stopped. It's $50,000 in cash, 11 burner phones, and a bunch of pawn shop money tickets in his car. And when he came in to see me and I I took him as a client, I said, you have a problem. That is easy to understand. Financial transactions amongst 17 different shell companies, banks all over the world are complex. We get it. But the pattern is emerging, and there is no reason that legitimate business is ever conducted in this matter. And with that. Thank you, Representative Johnson. Next we have Representative Donald. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Uh, thanks for being here, everybody. Look, a couple things. Uh, first, what we're seeing here, what we're witnessing with uh, the Biden family, frankly, is just a web of concealment, of deception. So a lot of people would say corruption. But let's be very clear. You have this many companies involved with this velocity of transactions, size of transactions. Like my colleagues have said, this is not how normal businesses operate. Um, I had the ability uh, with Chairman Comer and other members of the committee to go over to the Treasury building and review documents. And having read those documents, one thing is became pretty crystal clear that there were many people who had serious questions about the transactions and about the velocity of these transactions. And they either get very, very, very deep into concealment, hiding money, shifting money. 
Um, and for the purpose, we don't know, because one thing everybody in this room and the American people definitely know is that the Biden family doesn't really have a business. There is no business structure around this family except politics. And since Joe Biden has spent decades in the Senate, served eight years as vice president and is now president of the United States and the family's getting money from various countries and foreign businesses through various shell companies and this web of LLCs. I mean, guys, you in the press, this is easy pickings. I'm giving you Pulitzer stuff here. Like all you have to do is literally look at our memo and see the level of detail upon which they have created this. And it's very, it's very, very frustrating. We have now been able to clearly see that the Biden's associates like Rob Walker, Eric Sherman has been discussed, created at least 16 companies while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. 16 companies created while he was vice president. Now the list is 20. And as we continue our investigation, that list is growing. And like I said before, the question is to serve what purpose? And the purpose of all these companies being created is to conceal money that the Biden family has been gaining because Joe Biden has been sitting at the upper echelon of our politics for almost five decades. That is the entire purpose here. Here's an example of what I mean. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, RSP Holdings, RSTP2 Alpha, RSTP2 Bravo, Rosemont Seneca Thornton, Rosemont Seneca Bohai. I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Bohai, B-O-H-A-I. And the list goes on and on. Cycling through this many companies serves no legitimate purpose. And as somebody who actually worked in banking, I did that long before I came here. Whenever there was like this many companies just laying all over the place and you see wire transfers and cashier checks over here going to random members of the family for no apparent purpose at the size and velocity at which all of this was being conducted, the only logical conclusion of a financial professional is you are concealing money. Let me restate this. You are concealing money from either the IRS or from credit agencies or from other people in general. That's the only reason you set up a structure like this. Some of these companies were connected to Hunter's personal professional company, Oswego, or Skinny Atlas, Scale Atlas, however you want to pronounce it. And the list goes on and on. And Mr. Biggs, he talked about Hudson West 3 and some of those other issues that were going on as well. One thing I want to make sure is that all of this has happened and Joe Biden is aware. Nobody in this room can logically sit here and say that the president of the United States had no idea that these companies were being formed while he was vice president of the United States. And I will add you, he was in probably in better mental shape then than he is today. You know, I'll throw that out there. And so what this committee is going to continue to do is pursue this investigation. We are going to continue to document and we're going to provide that information to all of you in the press. So to help you and frankly, you know, like Congresswoman May said, and probably help the DOJ along with their investigation. One quick note, it's interesting that the Department of Justice has been investigating Hunter Biden for quite some time. And we seem to just never really get anywhere. And so I think that's also interesting as well. I wonder what's going on at the Department of Justice. Uh, But that being said, the bottom line is there is no real business here. None. And let me also say this, because I know there are many in this room 
who wanted to go down all the various um, uh, schemes that our colleagues on the other side of the aisle accused the former president of. Be very clear. The former president actually had a business, very big business. You could say it was his name. You could say it was his buildings. You could say it was wine. You could say it was branding. You could say it was the apprentice. But he had a very big and legitimate business, which everybody in this room clearly knows and understands and can point to and say, ah, that's the thing, that thing over there. Joe Biden has no business except his position in politics. And it is the requirement of this committee to investigate that. We're going to continue to do that. And we're going to let the facts speak for themselves. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare flashlight. The Fighter Flare flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. Lastly, we'll have uh, Representative Jordan. 
Um, suspicious activity reports. The, the key word in that phrase is the word suspicious. There are 170 of those reports, many of them put together by the Treasury Department of our government in the Obama-Biden administration. So 170 of those that the committee has reviewed, thousands of pages of bank records the committee has reviewed, and that has told us that there are now multiple, as Mr. Donald just said, multiple LLCs receiving money from foreign entities and paying that money out to multiple members of the Biden family. And the fundamental question is the one Byron just raised. For what? What did they do? What was the business? What service did they provide? What value did they add? What did they do to warrant receipt of the money? That is the fundamental question. And no one seems to have an answer to that fundamental question. But Mr. Comer, Chairman Comer and the team, that's what we're looking into trying to get. And I would just say this, too. Why not just come clean? Why not just be honest with us? Why not tell us the truth? But I would tell you this. I think it's a pattern with this administration. They haven't been square with us, straight with us, straight with the American people about anything. They, told, they tell us the border is secure. We know it isn't. They tell us our debt ceiling bill is going to hurt veterans. No, it doesn't. Joe Biden said during the campaign that the letter from 51 former intel officials when he used it in the debate, he portrayed it as if it was organic. And we now know through another investigation that we're all working on that, in fact, it was coordinated. That letter from 51 former intel officials was coordinated with the Biden campaign. So much so, the Biden campaign told Mike Morrell, here's the journalist we want you to have uh, the story to the letter to first. Why not just be straight with us? Why not come clean? Why not tell us the truth? Tell the American people the truth. They deserve that from their government. Again, the fundamental question is, what did they do to warrant the receipt of millions and millions of dollars? Why did, why did Joe Biden's brother, why did Joe Biden's sister-in-law, why did Joe Biden's son, why did so many family members get the money? What did they do to... Re- to warrant receipt of that money? That's the fundamental question. Chairman Comer and the team have done great work, and they're determined to get answers to those fundamental questions. I want to thank the committee. I want to thank the staff for all the time pouring through these documents. Uh, Now we would like to entertain questions, and and I want to begin with the fourth largest newspaper in the state, who I read somewhere was banned from the White House, but we'll start with the New York Post. Thank you, Chairman Comer. It's, uh, good You're always welcome here. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's uh, good to have an opportunity to ask questions, too. Um, I'd like to ask you two questions. Uh, first, about the investigative next steps, and secondly, about the FBI informant file that you're seeking. Um, regarding ne- uh, next steps, uh, you've produced a significant amount of information so far about uh, foreign income to the president's family. Uh, no doubt there's going to be more to come. But are you going to be able to prove the central thesis that President Biden was directly involved with corruption without getting bank records for either President Biden, James Biden, Hunter Biden, showing the transfer of money or the payments of expenses that President Biden should have picked up himself? And secondly, on the FBI informant file, um, are you going to be able to provide us any more information today on that, such as which country it pertains to? Um, and is there any evidence that President Biden has offshore bank accounts? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, with respect to, to President Biden, I don't think anyone in America who's watching C-SPAN or any other network that's covering this would think that it's just a coincidence that nine Biden family members have received money uh, for this influence peddling scheme. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what as, as Representative Jordan and, and the other speakers, that what business is there? 
you know, the, the media has always said two things. First of all, the media has said, uh, many in the media have said that no transactions happened while Joe Biden was vice president. We've proven that wrong. Joe Biden said during 2020 that his family never took any money from China. Today, we've proven that wrong, and you have it in your memorandum, the, the bank uh, transfers. So we believe that uh, the president has been involved in this from the very beginning, obviously. Uh, we're going to continue to look. Uh, there are what we've cited today and what we're updating you with today, four banks. Those the result from four banks. We believe there are 12 banks. So right now, you could say that uh, we're in the, the beginning stages of this investigation. But many of you wrote, I read your stories, many of you wrote, not the New York Post, but many of you wrote that we would never get access to bank records because that's what the White House told you. And they said we'd never have access to the Treasury because that's what the White House and Jamie Raskin told you. But we have the bank records. We're going to get more bank records. We just got the bank records from going through the associates. We knew there were people that were wiring money, that were accepting the initial payments from, from our adversaries around the world, and then they were funneling the money to the Bidens through various LLCs. So we got the bank records through the back door. And we can tell you from the, the people that we're meeting with that were involved with uh, many of the, the schemes that uh, we're pretty confident that the president uh, was very knowledgeable of what his family was doing. You've seen pictures with these people. Uh, you've seen meetings. You've seen instances where the president took his son on trips during the last year of his vice presidency. And every account prior to today said, but none of those transactions happened while he was vice president. Uh, we just laid out that 16 of the 17 payments to the Bidens from Romania occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. With res the second question with respect to the to the FBI, this is uh, Senator Grassley's whistleblower. I've reviewed the transcript. Uh, we have given the FBI until noon today to provide that document, that very specific document. And we're going to let the ball be in the FBI's court. And then Senator, and I, Senator Grassley and I, if the FBI, for some reason, does not comply uh, with our subpoena, then Senator Grassley and I will, will discuss the next step. Next question. Mark Tapscott with the Epoch Times. There have been a number of scandals in our country's history. Mm -hmm. Teapot Dome comes to mind, uh, the Grant administration. You just said that you're in the beginning stages of this, but I wonder if you or perhaps one of your colleagues can put this into an historical context. Yeah. I mean, look, I think we've already provided, despite a few articles saying that this committee, first, the, 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 yeah, I hate to be critical of the media, but I mean, a lot of you honestly deserve it. So, but the but but with respect, you know, they said well, there was this began in November. We had a press conference here, and at that time, I think Associated Press and other outlets were saying that the laptop was Russian disinformation. Still, at that point, and they were saying that these were conspiracy theories, and they were saying that none of the money ever happened while Joe Biden was was vice president. We've dismissed all of that. We have evidence. That's something again. I don't think a lot of you are used to with respect to congressional investigation. We have evidence. And you, you look at the, the congressional scandals of the past. You, you look at Watergate and things like that. The congressional committees didn't find out about the, the, the Watergate. The, the press found out about it. And instead of the press asking Joe Biden, when we disclosed a month ago 
that through the Robinson Walker account, three or four Biden family members received $1.3 million. Somebody yelled out, what do you think about uh, your family receiving money from China? And he said, that's not true. And nobody pressed him again. So I don't think the media is playing the same role that it used to play with respect to investigative reporting. And and it, it's been very difficult. We're, we're fighting the Biden attorneys. We're fighting the DOJ. We're fighting the FBI. We're fighting a lot of the media. And we're just trying to be transparent. The White House said today that this was a political stunt. That's what little Ian Sam said. This is a political stunt by Comer. A press conference, a political stunt. We're actually giving you a memorandum with evidence. So we're trying to be transparent. We're leading a credible investigation, as Ms. May said. And I think that uh, from a historical standpoint, we've never seen a presidential family receive these sums of money from adversaries around the world. And we're just talking about a couple of countries today. We, if, if, if you look at the, the countries that this family was influence peddling in, China's probably the most reputable country on the list, if that tells you anything. So I, I think we're making a lot of progress. In less than 100 days, one difference between us and the and the work that the Senate did is we have subpoena power and we got the bank records and we're going to get more bank records and we're going to have more whistleblowers come forward. A few weeks, the last thing I'll say to answer the question, we said, uh, I mentioned whistleblowers a couple of weeks ago and Jamie Raskin said there were no whistleblowers. There are two whistleblowers that come forward now, one with the IRS and one with the DOJ. So it sounds like you all are still trying to prove President Biden's direct involvement here. And you spoke a little bit. I know a congressman, Donald, spoke a little bit about the policy aspect of it. <laughs> if you could just speak more to the policy aspect of it, because what is I mean, how can you discount maybe Hunter Biden just, you know, used his father's name to get this money without any direct involvement from President Biden himself? Can you just speak a little bit to your Yeah, it would be hard for me to believe that President that Hunter Biden was so charismatic that uh, he could convince uh, four nationals to wire millions of dollars into not just his account, but uh, eight of his family members' accounts. Uh, we believe that there was a return on the investment uh, for the investment that these countries were, were wiring money to the various Biden family members. And why were they, cons- why, as Representative Donald said, why would you create all these companies? I don't think a lot of people uh, understand the complexity of these businesses, you if, if you're doing something legitimate, if you're providing something of value, why not just get the payment directly from the, the payer? Why, why do you have to funnel it through three or four different uh, bank accounts? So that's what uh, you know, th- there's an odd pattern that's developing here. And you keep saying policy peddling. What policy are you referring to? Are you referring to the IP policy that Biden like took away whenever he took office. What specific policies are you talking about? Well, we know that the president, during the, the vice president, during the last year of the Biden administration, traveled around the world. He talked a lot about foreign aid in different countries. Talked a lot about uh, American policy, American assistance, and uh, these are the part of the types of policies. You look at uh, some of the decisions they, that Joe Biden's made as president. Uh, there are uh, many decisions that we would uh, make a strong argument that put China first and America last. So these are the types of decisions, and we'll get into more of those later. Yes. Uh, you had mentioned a little bit about how, how I'm trying to find all the numbers. It, about $10 million or more, is that, what, is that what we're thinking? So far. So far. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the White House is, is putting this off, playing this off as down, trying to downplay it. What message would you have for the president himself? 
if these are legitimate payments and those are legitimate businesses that your family created, then I would assume you have invoices. I would assume that you would have uh, bank, you know, uh, books and, and business models and, and things like that to tell us what the, what the businesses actually were. And uh, I think that's something if I, instead of just attacking us for having the audacity to investigate this and be tr- as transparent as we can possibly be with the, with the media, then, then maybe he should answer questions as to what exactly his family did to receive this money and why so many of his family members received money. I, I don't think that's normal. Behavior. I don't think the person watching this on C-SPAN who's struggling to work, uh, over 40 hours a week, pay their bills. I don't think their family members get wires from uh, from adversaries around the world. So I, I think the American people understand that this stinks, and I think they appreciate what we're doing here. Last Chairman question. Uh, uh, Chairman Comer, uh, you said that there's a legislative purpose to what you're doing here and that you want to ensure that uh, anyone sitting in the highest office or the family doesn't benefit from uh, these kinds of financial interests feelings. Uh, former President Donald Trump is running for president again. Uh, he has, uh, him and his family have benefited while he was in office, since he's in office, from a number of countries. Are you investigating those business feelings as well? We're going to look at everything when we get ready to uh, introduce the legislation to ban influence peddling. If you go back to Jimmy Carter's brother, Billy Carter, receiving money from Libya, this has been a pattern for a long time. Republicans and Democrats have both complained about presidents' families receiving money. But the way that the Bidens have set this up, you know, there's no business. President Carter's brother got the money directly from Libya. I've already reviewed that. And Joe Biden, ironically, was on the committee that investigated President Carter's brother, when when that took place, the uh, the president, former President Trump's son-in-law, had some business deals, right? As Byron Donald said, we know what his businesses were. I'm not saying whether I agreed with what he did or not, but I actually know what his businesses are. What are the Biden businesses? That's the what business? What we read in the press about? Well, these were legitimate business deals that were done after Joe Biden was president. That's not true. These were set up when Joe Biden was vice president. And and what is the business, Annie? What business are they in? And can I follow up? In the lead of this press conference, you said that there's at least nine Biden family individuals who brought up today. Their memo today only includes three. What are we going to learn about the other six? Who are the other six? Well, since you asked, Joe Biden's son, Joe Biden's brother, Joe Biden's brother's wife, Hunter Biden's girlfriend or Bo Biden's widow, however you want to write that, Hunter Biden's ex-wife, Hunter Biden's current wife, and three children of the president's son and the president's brother. So we're talking about grandchildren, a grandchild. That's odd. Most people that work hard every day's grandchild doesn't get a wire from a foreign national or anything like that. So uh, that'll 
conclude our, our question and answers. We're accessible. Feel free to come up to any member on the committee. We'll answer any questions you have. I want to thank Congressman Jordan for his work uh, that, that they're doing uh, with respect to uh, the weaponization of the federal government. And I'm, I'm sure that everyone will be available to answer your questions today. Thank you. Shoo! What a family of corrupt bastards, am I right? And here we are prosecuting Donald Trump for manufactured crimes. Yes, Roy, this country is so screwed up. Um, I'm glad that we actually got the some of the names of the other Biden crime family members. Uh, just at the end there, they said, you know, these nine family members include Joe Biden's brother. We know that one. Hunter Biden. We know that one. Uh, Joe Biden's brother's wife, Hallie Biden, Hunter's ex-wife, Hunter's current wife. And Joe Biden's grandchildren, nieces, and nephews. So pretty much anyone with the last name Biden is involved in this money laundering criminal syndicate. All right. So, um, and and by the way, the grandchild I'm sure is not the grandchild which Joe Biden doesn't acknowledge her existence, or maybe it is. Maybe that's why the Bidens don't acknowledge Hunter's child that he had with the stripper. <laughs> What's her? London Roberts? Yeah, her child, which Hunter just took her to court to try to avoid paying child support. Maybe they're laundering money to her, and that's why they don't acknowledge her and try to act like she doesn't exist. Um, so anyways, let, let me give some commentary here. I have some good things to say. I have some bad things to say. So first of all, just to give a brief synopsis, I took a little notes uh, during the press conference. You know, this was all based on the SARS reports. This was based on the suspicious activity reports from the four banks that the House committee has subpoenaed, right? And they laid out specific examples of money laundering, wire transactions to these shell companies, how they moved money around to defraud the IRS and disguise the source of these payments from foreign nationals, right? They say that the Bidens in total have raked in over $10 million from foreign nationals. That is insane. Absolutely crazy. And they they also said, you know, they've subpoenaed four banks so far, but they believe that there's 12 in total. So we don't know the grand total of how much money the Bidens have raked in. This also doesn't include the money that was laundered via Hunter Biden's uh, art, his art gallery which we know is a gigantic money laundering scheme. This is just the suspicious activity reports. There's so much more. Um, now, they say that most of this money was coming in when, when Joe Biden was the vice president, when he was in charge of policy, including uh, policy regarding Romania, Ukraine, right? They say that the Biden crime family set up over 20 companies littered throughout the, com- uh, the country that have no legitimate business whatsoever. They're just shell companies with the sole purpose of laundering money, hiding money and defrauding the IRS and disguising the source of the payment. There's no legitimate Biden business, none whatsoever. And so we got a couple of specific examples of the money laundering. You know, we had um, the one the one from Romania. Right. So Joe Biden went to Romania. He spoke about the dangers of corruption, ironically. And then as soon as he got back to the U.S., the money started flowing to the Biden family through these shell companies by the millions. 
at least 16 money laundering payments uh, from a Romanian national that was under investigation for corruption. Right. All this started flowing right after Joe Biden went to Romania to speak about the dangers of corruption. And then as soon as he left the White House. Then the money stopped flowing. So I'm sure those things aren't connected whatsoever. Right. We got another example about a Biden uh, family associate, Rob Walker, um, who received three million dollars from a Chinese energy company, which was then passed on and dispersed to multiple Biden crime family members, several different ways. And basically, you know how this works is they set up like 20 companies throughout the, the country. Right. And, and what they do is the money it gets. Uh, they set up the, the shell companies. Also, Chinese nationals set up shell companies here in the United States. The money gets funneled to China, to another shell company, then back to a Biden associate and their shell company. And then that shell company disperses the money to the Biden crime family members shell companies and then to their personal bank accounts. So you see how it's it's ironically a shell game. That's what they're doing here. Um, so the good the good news is we have specific examples, right? They made a strong, very strong case for the fact that basically any honest observer of this information has to admit to themselves that this is money laundering, influence peddling, because you know that this money is not being received without something in return. That defies all logic. When you have all these shell companies, these LLCs that have no legitimate business otherwise, you know that this is criminal activity. Um, And we've gotten specific examples of that money coming in from people that were literally under investigation for corruption. While Biden was in charge of policy for the foreign nation in question. So any honest observer is going to have to look at this and admit to themselves that this is influence peddling and money laundering. However, when it comes to the House Oversight Committee providing concrete evidence that Joe Biden was directly involved or had direct knowledge, they failed to do that so far. And I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Okay, when it comes to the uh, specific policies, because remember, James Comer, he talked about how, you know, this press conference, we're going to see specific examples, or at least he led us to believe that. We're going to see specific examples of policy decisions that were made by Joe Biden while he was in a position of power that directly correlate to these money transfers. These wire transfers to the shell companies, right? And they failed to provide even one specific example. And I'm sure we could just go call up Garrett Ziegler or Marco Polo, and I'm sure that they could provide us numerous specific examples of policy decisions from Joe Biden. However, the House Oversight Committee just told the media that, well, we have a strong suspicion, but we don't have anything uh, concrete right now. We're going to continue the investigation and hopefully we'll be able to provide that information to you in the future. I'm sorry, but that's not good enough. All right. Yes, you've only had 100 days, but I'm sure you could you could make at least one specific connection. Because at this point in time, the the whole argument that you're trying to make that this is an influence peddling scheme, influence meaning policy decisions or classified information in exchange for money. 
when you're making that argument, you have to provide specific examples. Um, and so a lot of a lot of this it, it it falls under the category of circumstantial evidence. Now, I'm 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 not saying. Don't get me wrong. It's so clearly, blatantly obvious that that's what's going on here. But in terms of proving beyond a reasonable doubt, uh, you're going to have to provide specific examples. And the media is is going to easily dismiss this by saying, well, they failed to provide even one example. So that's the unfortunate part. The other unfortunate part is that the FBI did not comply with their subpoena. Remember, James Comer issued a subpoena and gave the the FBI a deadline of uh, May the 10th at noon. So they subpoenaed a memorandum which documents the investigation that was open while Joe Biden was the vice president uh, because there was a specific policy decision made by Joe Biden that correlates to money from a foreign national. So this would be this would be the the missing link, the puzzle piece that allows them to tie it all together and prove beyond a, sh- a reasonable doubt that Joe Biden was in fact involved in and had direct knowledge of this influence peddling scheme. So they issued the subpoena based on a tip from a whistleblower and the FBI as of right now has not complied with that subpoena. They still have about 2 hours, but I just find it a little bit uh interesting let's put it that way that they held this press conference just three hours three hours before the deadline as if they couldn't have pushed it back till one o'clock so that we have an actual answer as to whether the fbi is going to comply and so basically what we got told the press questioned them about the the subpoena and james comer said well you know they still got until about noon to comply and if they don't comply, well, me and Chuck Grassley over here, we got a plan B, which we're not going to tell you about. We can tell you about all the other stuff we plan to do. We plan to subpoena the the other banks. We plan to pass or try to pass through the Democrat-controlled Senate anti-corruption laws that would uh, block and, and prevent influence peddling in the future. We're going to do that. You know, but when it comes to what we're going to do when the FBI and the DOJ refuse to comply with our subpoena, that's a big secret, right? We can't tell you that part, but we got a plan B. You know, basically what I gathered, and this is, you guys know I'm kind of a skeptic, and perhaps I can be a little bit on the uh, pessimistic side at times. So forgive me if that's how this is perceived, but this was my interpretation of what James Comer said to the press when he was asked about that subpoena. Basically, we set up this press conference three hours prior to the deadline so that we don't have to tell you that the FBI is defying our subpoena um, and that there's actually nothing we can do about it or there's nothing we legitimately plan to do about it. Right? We set up the press conference just before that so we could go and, and tell you, well, we'll wait and see. We still got a couple hours. All right? This concludes all our questions. And we'll we'll see in a couple hours what the FBI decides to do, and then we'll go from there. They conveniently set this up just before the deadline. I mean, come on. Come on, I ain't stupid. Now, again, they've only had 100 days so far. They've provided conclusive evidence 
that the Biden crime family syndicate has set up 20 shell companies, received over 16 different transactions, totaling $10 million from foreign nationals, okay? And if we had an actual DOJ, if we, if, 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 if we actually had um, people doing their job, that would investigate and prosecute based on this information, then I would say the information they provided was sufficient. But with given given the nature of what we're dealing with here, you know, it, it has to be concrete. It has to be black and white. You basically have to have Joe Biden on video taking <laughs> taking a suitcase from Xi Jinping, all right, opening up the suitcase, counting it all up, saying this is a bribe. And this is in exchange for this policy decision right here that I'm signing into into effect on video, you know, where I'm providing foreign aid to this country in exchange for this money. You need Joe Biden on video. And then, of course, they'll say, well, this is a deep fake. But, you know, we, 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 we have to have um, we have to have conclusive, hard hitting, concrete stuff. And. um you know the 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 thing I I always remember in the back of my mind, which makes me more of a skeptic and a little bit more pessimistic about the Republicans' actual intention here, is that the fact that Marco Polo, uh, USA, Garrett Ziegler, and his team of researchers, they spent two years pouring over the massive amounts of emails, documents, uh, transactions, text messages from the Hunter Biden laptop created an entire report documenting over 450 crimes and handed that report to every member of Congress, every member of law enforcement in the jurisdiction where these crimes were committed, and they've had this in their possession for months now. And so the idea that we're just at the beginning stages of this investigation, this is still an ongoing investigation, we've still got a lot a long way to go when you know the, 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 you know you got two years you got two years the clock's ticking and they already did most of the work for you and to say that we're at the beginning stages here I just you know it makes me a little bit weary that they actually have the intention you, you know you had Jim Jordan out there Jim Jordan with no jacket on with pit stains ready to wrestle, right? You had Byron Donalds, Chuck Grassley, Nancy Mace, uh, James Comer, all of them out there dropping blatant evidence of crimes. And it's unfortunate that we live in a, uh, we live in a country where the, the criminal justice system and the Department of Justice is so politicized and so hyper-partisan and so weaponized that I can sit here and listen to all that and be like, yeah, but you know, this, 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 this doesn't force them to take any action. Now, we do have a couple of good things to come from this, right? One is that the narrative um, I believe will shift a few percentage points now that this has been brought to the public. Uh, because, I mean, we, we've been covering this stuff for months, if not years now. All of the conservative journalists over here on Rumble have been talking about this, screaming about it for a long time. But the mainstream, 
The people that watch Fox News, the Fox News Republicans, they still haven't really grasped the full picture yet until now. So there there will be a, a, a several percentage point shift in the narrative. There's also the exposure of the DOJ and their partisan handling of this situation, because as we know, the DOJ is investigating Hunter Biden. They're planning to give him a slap on the wrist for minor gun charges and minor tax fraud. And here we just laid out an entire criminal syndicate. And if if you can't if you can't conclusively say beyond a reasonable doubt that Joe Biden's directly involved, well, at the very least, we've 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 given conclusive, concrete, beyond a reasonable doubt evidence that Hunter Biden was involved. So if you want to uh, if you want to charge this dude with a minor gun charge and a minor tax fraud charge, when we know that the rabbit hole goes much deeper than that. Well, then once again, the DOJ is exposing themselves for being completely, completely partisan. So there's another good, good thing to come from this. Uh, Lash09 says that's going to be an opera with no soap. I guess saying that this is all like a soap opera to a degree, to an extent. You know, I don't want to be too, I don't want to be too hard on them, you know, because at least they're investigating. And the thing is, while while we all I mean, people will sit there and say, we'll arrest the bastards. Why are we still talking about it? I'm sick of hearing about it and nothing happening. Well, there's only so much that the House Republicans can do. They don't have prosecutorial power. They can issue subpoenas and they can hold people in contempt for not complying with those subpoenas, which they don't do. And we can criticize them for that. But they can't throw anybody in jail. They can't throw anybody in prison, you know. They can, they can investigate, they can impeach, right? But when it comes to actually prosecuting these people for the crimes, it, it comes down to the DOJ, the Department of Justice, headed by Merrick Garland, Christopher Ray. You know, the, so while I'm I'm frustrated, I don't want to come down too hard on these House Republicans for at least doing the investigate. Uh, they're 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 investigating. We'll give them that. They're investigating. So, ladies and gentlemen, what can we say other than that? What can we say? I saw George Santos got arrested today. <laughs> George Santos got arrested for fraud and money laundering. Okay, so we can we can arrest some we can arrest somebody for corruption, but as long as only if they're a Republican, right? So, Santos will appear in federal court today. The charges are still unclear. However, federal federal investigators were probing possible campaign finance violations. Now, I only I only know a little bit about the um, George Santos situation. I know this guy is a complete narcissistic uh, serial liar. So I imagine that the charges are related to his uh, soliciting campaign funds on false premises. Okay. Here we go. So the Associated Press says the indictment says Santos induced supporters to donate to a company under the false pretense that the money would be used to support his campaign. Instead, it says he used it for personal expensive expenses, including luxury designer clothes and to pay off his credit cards. <laughs> what a bastard, man. I, look, I'm not one of these guys that just because Santos is a Republican, I'm going to I'm going to defend him. Um Santos also is accused of lying about his finances on congressional disclosures forms 
and applying for and receiving unemployment benefits while he was employed as regional director of an investment firm and running for Congress. Okay, so we got, uh, what do we got? Embezzlement. I mean, the buying luxury designer clothes. Okay, you can say that's a campaign expense. That's arguable because you want to be, you want to look nice. You want to be presentable on the campaign trail. But using the money to pay off your credit cards, okay, that's fraud. Um, you know, collecting unemployment benefits while you're employed, that's fraud. U- U.S. Attorney Breon Peace said the indictment seeks to hold Santos accountable for various alleged fraudulent schemes and brazen misrepresentations. Taken together, the allegations in the indictment charge Santos with relying on repeated dishonesty and deception to ascend to the halls of Congress and enrich himself. Yeah. Yeah, so misleading uh, donors soliciting campaign funds on false pretenses. I had a hunch, and I think we can safely say I was correct. Yeah, that guy's a serial liar. So he's being uh, taken to court, prosecuted over this. It's in, in a financial disclosure form, Santos reported making $750,000 a year from a family company, the developer organization, but the charges unsealed Wednesday allege that Santos never received that sum, nor the $1 million and $5 million in dividends he listed as coming from the firm. Santos has described the developer organization as a broker for sales of luxury items like yachts and aircraft. The business was incorporated in Florida shortly after Santos stopped working as a salesman for a company accused by federal authorities of operating an illegal Ponzi scheme. So the dude's a criminal. All right. But name one member of Congress, especially in terms of Democrats, that's not a criminal. That's not money laundering. That's not insider trading, enriching themselves through bribery, uh, enriching themselves by investing in certain companies that they know legislation is going to allow them to enrich themselves. Come on. They're all criminals. But of course, because he's a Republican, we're going to go after him. Uh, so I don't have much else to say. I'll have to look deeper into that situation. But, um, you know, before the show, I started talking about this Gene Carroll situation, and I didn't really have a chance to get too deep into it because the live stream started the press conference. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about that a little bit. And be sure to smash that rumble button if you haven't already. Smash the rumble button, baby. Share this broadcast with a friend, and also use promo code Nick at mypillow.com. I'm not gonna, I, I, I'm not gonna play a, an ad or anything like that. But just use promo code Nick. There's a lot of promo codes out there at mypillow.com, but very few are as short and sweet and concise as Nick. It's only four letters. It's easy to spell. It's easy to remember. So when you get to checkout, right, and you, and you're purchasing that MyPillow 2.0. You're purchasing that my mattress topper, the Giza Dream Sheets. You're you're you're, you're at the checkout and you're thinking, okay, I can. <laughs> I was going to use examples of actual friends promo codes, Lumberjack Logic. Okay, uh, CanCon. Come on, they're too long. They're too long. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I don't want to take money from my friends, man. Use any of them, okay? Use any of them. But if you do happen to use ours. Promo code Nick. You'll save a ton of money. You'll support the show. And that would be that would just be amazing. Mother's Day's really, really close. I don't know if you can get the MyPillow 2.0 shipped to your mother or your mother-in-law, 
in time, but it's worth a shot, ladies and gentlemen. So go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code Nick, save a ton of money and support the show, and let's talk about E. Jean Carroll, this batshit crazy lady. Okay, now, this is this is all happening the day prior to the House Oversight Committee exposing the Biden crime family syndicate and the end of Title 42 when there's an insurgency at the border revealing Biden's complete and total systemic uh, (laughs) incompetence. Well, I guess it's not incompetence. It's intentional. The allowing of millions of illegals to flood into this country, overrun our infrastructure uh, for (laughs) hundreds of thousands of children to be trafficked into slavery and slave labor, you know, and sex slavery. This this is happening, and meanwhile, the headlines are all about E. Jean Carroll and Trump being found liable and forced to pay $5 million for sexual battery and defamation. Defamation! Hurting the chick's feelings that falsely accused you of rape. I mean, think about it. You, you, you say, I, I, you know, this chick, I didn't rape her. And they, they, they charge you with defamation and force you to pay her $5 million. Th- that's insanity. But there's an old saying, right? You can indict a ham sandwich. Well, in Manhattan, you can convict a ham sandwich if that ham sandwich happens to be conservative and fighting globalism. You know, if that, if that ham sandwich is named Donald Trump, you can convict him about, of about damn near anything. All right? But let's think about this for a second, right? You have a jury pool of Democrats that hate Trump, right? Who made up their minds before the trial even started. You're in Manhattan. And even still, the circumstances, even in those circumstances, right? They couldn't convince a grand jury that Trump was guilty of rape. Instead, he's liable for sexual battery and defamation. And People are saying that he was found guilty. That's not the case. Okay, because guilty refers to a verdict in a criminal trial. This was a civil case. He was found liable, meaning he had to pay the damages being sought by the uh, by the plaintiff. So he wasn't found guilty of sexual battery. He was found liable. That he they they found based on a preponderance of evidence that he should be forced to pay her, right? Uh, Bowden Bowden Nilsson, $2, says, Thanks for being on Rumble. Regards from Sweden. All the way from Sweden watching us over here. Awesome, and thank you for the $2 Rumble rant. Uh, the reason we're on Rumble, it has less to do with my integrity and the, more to do with the fact that we have to be. <laughs> I'm banned everywhere else. But I do I do love Rumble for trying to create a platform for people like me. And, get, and allow us to speak freely on the platform. So we're here. And thank you for your $2 from Sweden. And uh, thank you for being interested in these affairs over here in the United States all the way from Sweden. Okay, so here's the thing. Again, civil case, not a criminal trial. He wasn't found guilty. He was found liable, right? But they, they, couldn't, they couldn't convince a grand jury that he was guilty of rape. Donald Trump. Where 99% of the jury pool hates Donald Trump, has TDS like you wouldn't believe. And they still couldn't convince him that he was guilty of rape. Instead, he was charged, or he was, he was, 
Instead, he was found liable for sexual battery, which basically means this is the equivalent of them saying there wasn't any evidence, right? I mean, there was no proof whatsoever that he actually raped or sexually assaulted this chick. But because we hate him so much, we want to punish him still, right? We, we, want to, we want to get him with something. So defamation, sexual battery, boom, right? And again, there was no evidence whatsoever that Trump raped or sexually assaulted this girl or lady. I should say lady. She's not a girl. She's like 75 years old or something. Um, and yes, this can be appealed, Jonathan Cite, and of course he's going to appeal it. He probably will never pay a dime because on appeal, I don't think once you get out of Manhattan, I don't think this can survive appeal. You know what they got him on? This was based on, you know, the media said that <laughs> Trump's their their star witness for getting uh, the verdict was Trump himself. That's what all the media pundits are saying. Like Trump, he's the reason that this happened. And you know what? I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to agree. And you guys can you guys can hate me. I'm not an always Trumper. Um, I don't think Trump plays 12D chess. And I certainly don't think that after listening to Trump's deposition here. <laughs> okay. Well, let me break it down to you. This is what happened. So first of all, you know, this chick is saying that, that Trump sexually assaulted her in a dressing room. Right. And Trump's defense is that he never met this girl. This lady, this old lady, he never met her, and that she's not his type. <laughs> That's his defense. All right? And so <laughs> so during the trial, uh, they allowed to be submitted into evidence the infamous statement that Trump made about grab him by the pussy. Okay? They allowed that to be submitted as evidence to make the case that this is the mentality of Trump. You know, he's a powerful, rich, rich celebrity businessman who thinks you can just walk up to chicks and grab them by the pussy. Okay. So that was submitted as evidence. That was used to, to, to convince the grand jury that this is something in Trump's character. Now, again, having said that, Trump's defense was. I never met her, and she was not my type. <laughs> okay? And then the defense brought up a picture of Trump with Carol. E. Jean Carroll brought up a picture of Trump with her. And, <laughs> and Trump thought it was his ex-wife. <laughs> Trump tried to be like, so Trump's stance is that I never met her, right? They pulled up a picture of Trump and her in the same picture. and so. His thinking is, well, I, I said I've never never met her. So that's not a picture of E. Jean Carroll. That's my ex-wife. <laughs> that was that's what he said. <laughs> and then his 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 defense lawyer was like, Trump, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? You just said your defense is that she's not your type. And you're saying she looks like enough like your ex-wife that you mistake her for your ex-wife? So now she kind of looks like your type, dude. You just killed your own defense. And so th this is what they this is what was used to convince the grand jury. One, that Trump said grab her by the pussy. Two, that Trump <laughs> confused a picture of this chick 
with his ex-wife after saying she's not my type and that I never met her. So that's what it that's what swayed the grand jury into saying that her claims are likely credible. Uh that there there was no evidence in the case that he he raped her whatsoever. Uh I'm sure they took into consideration that this chick waited 30 years to come forward about it. Uh I'm sure they took into consideration that she couldn't remember the time nor the date that this all took place. But at the end of the day, Trump said she's not my type and then confused a picture of her with his ex-wife, which which convinced the grand jury that she is his type and he has a propensity to grab women by the pussy. So that's 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 how it all went down. But on appeal, on appeal, here's the thing. She couldn't remember the date. She couldn't remember the time it took place. And she did not come forward about this for like 30 years. And the fact that she can't remember when and where, I mean, when it took place makes this hearsay. Because if you can't provide the time and date, then how are we supposed to, how are we supposed to track down the specific whereabouts of these two people to prove whether or not they were actually, you know, in that dressing room on that day? If you can't remember when it happened, then there's no way we can prove it. Conveniently, she can't remember when it happened. So, on appeal, I believe 100% this will be overturned. I don't think Trump will end up paying a dollar to this chick. But at the time, due to Trump's own deposition, uh, you know, they, they got the headlines. They got the headlines. I think Trump could have beat this even in, Man- even in Manhattan. It was so weak, but... <laughs> The uh, the the, dep- the deposition was just pretty bad, man. And I, I don't think Trump was playing 12-D chess there, I got to say. Because in what world, in what world does Trump confusing a picture of the, the plaintiff with his ex-wife and destroying his own defense and then being told he has to pay $5 million to a chick who accuses him of rape and allows the media headlines to just... All say that Trump uh, sexually assaulted a woman. In what world is that 12D chess? Now, people will say this sets a precedent. This sets a precedent because now uh, Tara Reid can come forward and they can charge Joe Biden for the same thing. Well, why don't they just do that first? Why do we have to set a precedent? Why does Trump have to be convicted of crimes? Why does Trump have to be charged with crimes in order for them to then proceed to turn turn it around on everybody else, I don't understand that. You know, I, or, or or at the very least, I think that there's better ways of going about it. You know, <laughs> there's there's I don't know, man. I don't think this is twelve D chess. I just don't. I don't think it. This that's not a good thing. You can't spin this into a good thing for me. But that's just me. That's just me. All right. Well. Here's the thing, ladies and germs. We've been live for almost two dang hours now. And uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. We're probably going to go live again tomorrow, baby. Title 42 ends tomorrow. Got a big day. A lot of news happening. My brother's leaving tomorrow. So I'm not going to commit to anything right now, a time. But we'll, uh, we'll shoot for tomorrow. We'll be back. 
Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to smash this the subscribe button, click that like button, share this broadcast with your friends and family to your social media pages. It would all be greatly appreciated. And use promo code Nick. It's the best promo code that there is. And save a ton of money, support the show, uh, diversify at nicklovesgold.com. All right. Thanks for watching, and I will see you next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new eBooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare flashlight. The Fighter Flare flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.